In the future of 2020, a virus has taken over the world. It has changed our lives in every possible way. But over the horizon, two drifters appear. And they've come to town to tell you the tales of the worst of it. They call it shit show, Game of Rones. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Game of Thrones, Episode 7, colon, The Horse Awakens, Turkmenistan's <laughs> new national holiday. <laughs> I am Gus. <laughs> and your soy rig. <laughs> We've had a few mezcals, and we're back to bring you the greatest, best, and uh, funniest moments of what is a terribly depressing pandemic. <laughs> And I gotta tell you, all this mezcal has gotting has gotting me. Hablo <laughs> Espanol, <laughs> Todos El Tiempo. Oh well, yeah, it's a it's a time, it's a time that we live in. It it sure is. <laughs> I hate everything that's happening right now. Like I had really like a it was a double edged sword. I'm like, oh, this is great for the cast. We could just keep the cast going. Game of Thrones. <laughs> and then I was like, oh wait, we are gonna be kept inside like caged animals yeah. yet again. Yeah, exactly. And feel like a pangolin at a Chinese wet market. <laughs> yeah, just fear in your eyes. <laughs> There's also this moment that I had the other day when I'm like, great. So my son's now a month old, and what is he going to make of these ramblings <laughs> that you and I have put together in the year of his birth that basically document not only his birth, uh, the lead-up to it, and the his life to this uh, to this point, but also he's been monikered Jep. I'm going to have to explain that he has been lovingly monikered that by his Uncle Rig. <laughs> After a probable blowjob giving dwarf that belonged to a 16th century astronomer. And that it's not an insult. Uncle Rig does love him. Why does Uncle Rig hate me, Dad? He doesn't. No. He just loves your nickname, little Jeff. And by the time he's actually listening to this, it will be broadcast straight into his brain because the future is super fucked. This is going to be beamed into him. <laughs> Absolutely. He's going to step onto the glowing circle of enlightenment that will exist in every household and all media. It will just be can, transferred straight into his mind. He can listen on his commute through those giant plastic tubes <laughs> that can get you from here to Minsk in three minutes flat. <laughs> oh, well. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're back, and obviously this show is going to continue as long as the pandemic goes. <laughs> An agreement we made at the start, and Victoria really <laughs> prolonging this season, aren't they? Uh, they really are. And do you know what? I really, really wanted to be a zombie apocalypse type scenario where we are the final people that have <laughs> command over the airwaves. <laughs> is that too much to ask? <laughs> no, it's not. But also, is it? 
a quiet place where he's just broadcast. Oh no, it's I Am Legend, <laughs> where Will Smith totally Sorry. different. Movies. Sorry, a quiet place where if you make any sound, you will die. <laughs> no, it's Is not that, that the one where he's on the radio. <laughs> Okay, I what think you're thinking of Good Morning Vietnam? <laughs> What's the zombie movie where you can't make any sounds, but he's just dedicated to making this podcast? <laughs> A loud place. Very short movie. <laughs> anyway, so we're here. You have the segment uh, this week, or the intro even, <laughs> because oh, that's what we ran wow. right all over the show plan. You have the sting, so don't forget that. But before we dive into that, we just want to talk to you very quickly about our Patreon, because it's almost the first of the month, which means that it's time to take your money. If you haven't <laughs> signed up yet, then please go to patreon.com. Com slash Gus and Rig. Oh, I'm so proud of you. That's the first time you've ever done a call to action on this show, I reckon. Absolutely. And guess what? It's written on the show plan. How <laughs> it's the first good. time. It's also the first time that I've read the show plan. <laughs> two of two. <laughs> you go to patreon.com slash Gus and Rig, sign up to one of our three tiers, and you will get access to exclusive content, behind the scenes, merch. Yes. A variety of other things that the public or normies, as we're calling <laughs> all of you non-paying fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get. Yeah, exactly. You've got to pay us, but unlike tradies, we will actually give you your value. <laughs> <laughs> but also like tradies, we will definitely put your money through the fucking Bricky's laptops. <laughs> Absolutely. So the first cap off the rank, of course, as always, is the Trainwreck Trophy where we've gone away and we've found the most dumpster fiery articles that we could possibly find. Yeah, the heat is real. Yeah, after swimming through the internet which we'll get right into right after the sting. So, Gus, hit me. (laughs) Good. (laughs) That's not how this was supposed to go. But that is totally fine. <laughs> Would be my pleasure. So speaking of The Horse Awakens, Turkmenistan. Love it. They just insist on taking the piss. <laughs> and I don't mean that it's an accident. It's deliberate. Here's the latest. So we've covered on this show before that Turkmenistan have declared that they have no coronavirus cases. Yeah. Despite medical professionals defecting and then saying, we riddled with the fuck. <laughs> Now we have another wonderful article that has only come out a couple of days ago where Turkmenistan are now insisting and ordering all of its citizens to wear masks to combat dust. (laughs) 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 They've also still said zero coronavirus, none here, nothing to see. They also said... Residents need to maintain social distancing of at least 1.5 metres, but gave no explanation. (laughs) Why? Dust, you idiot. (laughs) Haven't you heard about this lethal dust? (laughs) Oh my god. But it's strong dust. It's it's good, strong Turkmenistan (laughs) dust, but stay away from it. It's the best dust. Yeah. The best dust we could find. (laughs) Huge dust. (laughs) Huge, huge dust. (laughs) Also, don't stand too close to air conditioners after spending any time outside, despite it being over 40 degrees Celsius there at the moment. Oh, crook. 
Cool. So, let's go to the top of this story. <laughs> it comes to us fresh out of the centre of insanity, Ashgabat, Turkmenistan. Oh, yes. <laughs> the capital. Where you can enjoy such TV stations as Turkmenbashi. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the local spirit of choice, Turkmenbashi. <laughs> and... After a big day at the Turkmenbashi, where you started at Turkmenbashi and then finally knocked off at Turkmenbashi, <laughs> you, you caught the Turkmenbashi home and said hi to your Turkmenbashi. <laughs> so, this all comes... The government insisted the country is coronavirus-free and, still, and then insisted that residents wear masks, all in the one address on Turkmenbashi. Yeah. And this comes after the World Health Organization arrived in Central Asian uh, Precinct and in Turkmenistan for a 10-day mission examining whether there was indeed no coronavirus there. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out that as one of the only countries on Earth (laughs) that has still not recorded a coronavirus case... It's like them and like Pacific Islands. And North Korea. (laughs) It's, it's actually, it's just North Korea and Turkmenistan. So the WHO have gone, cool guys, no worries. I'll tell you what, you're so good at not having coronavirus, we'll come learn off you. Oh. <laughs> Turkmenistan have gone, oh, come on in. Of course, we'd love you to come and tour our totally coronavirus-free country. Just don't look to the left because that's not a mass grave. (laughs) Everyone's wearing masks because of the lethal dust we have. And we told you about our giant gas fire pit. (laughs) Absolutely. So, aside from all of those things, can we interest you in some Turkmenbashi (laughs) to toast our success? So it's kind of like <laughs> if you're out with a group of mates and someone that you don't know very well brings one of their friends that you've never met and it's a bloke who just decides that he's going to listen to weird music through his wireless headphones and eat off other people's Macca's trays all night. <laughs> you just look at them and go, you are riddled with disease. <laughs> and I don't trust you at all. That's the human... <laughs> Edification of Turkmenistan. Oh god, that place is so fucked. <laughs> it's re- it's just really rough to look at it and go, this is not the time to get staunch and stubborn about declaring facts. It's the one time in history that you just go, guys. I know that you thought that we were invincible. Rest of the world goes, we did not. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. We strong Turk men can also get the coronavirus, and everyone's like, "We fucking know, we mate. Yeah. It's, all, it's all good. You are human. Join, join the club. Come on, <laughs> come on in." <laughs> so that's uh, that's the first one. We will continue to monitor the incredible medical miracle coming out of the great nation of Turkmenistan as they continue to beat the odds along with North Korea. <laughs> what a partnership! <laughs> oh, North Korea, Turkmenistan, get around it. So, uh, we move now to America's toilet. Oh, good. Florida. Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, a couple of days ago, there was a 62-year-old bicyclist. uh, Oh, good for him. Yep. And that's the end of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Who's riding bikes in Florida? (laughs) Turned Uh, out it was five iguanas in a trench coat. (laughs) 
<laughs> Welcome to Florida, <laughs> motherfuckers. Uh, he, so it's down in Marathon, which is in the Florida Keys, and uh, and this guy uh, suddenly sees something, goes head over tit because he breaks too quickly, smashes his head on, on the ground, sure. requires stitches, yep. gets up, looks at his bike. Can see through time. <laughs> yeah, the bike is melting. <laughs> <laughs> Realises he is Salvador Dali. <laughs> Starts scribbling equations on the nearest tree. <laughs> so he goes head over biscuit and he looks at the thing. He's like, fuck, what's going on here? Are we talking flat tyre? Is there a stick in there? No. Descended from the trees. <laughs> oh, <yes>. <laughs> there <laughs> is a splayed out biscuit. <laughs> trapped. Between the wheel and the suspension. Oh, no. I want to show you something. All right. Look oh. at that. It's right in it. Oh, my God. It looks like... The most amazing thing about it is it, look like, it looks like the biscuit has taken on zero damage. Yeah. It's still in complete... It's 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 in its it, it just looks like it's in repose. Like paint me one of your French girls. <laughs> it's just literally... I mean, look at that. <laughs> to, to describe this to the listeners, it imagine a Florida kebab that has been rammed through the horseshoe-shaped brake of a mountain bike, however, has somehow seamlessly fit through there rather than it being mangled, and that's what you've got. I don't even know how the hell everything stayed intact. I do. The one thing that you don't fuck with in life <laughs> is a Florida tree biscuit <laughs> because they have seen... And defeated more shit than you could possibly <laughs> ever comprehend. <laughs> they live a life of being frozen for months at a time, <laughs> falling from the trees, then being chucked into some fuckhead's Tirana <laughs> where the aircon is on 110 degrees Fahrenheit, and then just realizing, hey, we back again, let's kill Fred. <laughs> That's their whole life. But if anything, just looking at how intact this iguana is is that there only remains and will remain one main predator of the tree biscuit, which is a Floridian mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just took one look at the gap in between the bike wheel and the frame and went, nah, I'll slot that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we good. <laughs> I love, this is what uh, a spokesman for the sheriff said. Key residents are, or Key's residents are in a, quote, constant battle with the lizards, <laughs> which <laughs> is just amazing terminology. Yeah, it's also... Cannot be <laughs> conventional weapons, no, no dice. Abso absolutely not. And not only that, but uh, it does really raise the question, is Florida actually the home of the lizard people? Because... <laughs> Iguanas are effectively impenetrable to modern weapons. They turn out to be a delicacy that is a serious competitor in the animal kingdom. <laughs> and also, they ascend all the way to the tops of the trees. They're already on their way up. I'm quickly typing and seeing whether the Beebs has a residence <laughs> in, in Palm Florida. Beach. <laughs> Absolutely. Alrighty. So, <laughs> my next one... He indeed does. <laughs> oh, how amazing. That is phenomenal. A mansion in South Beach. <laughs> there he is, one minute, living it up with young models at the outside pool. Neck minute, 20 foot tall black lizard. 
<laughs> trying to get under your cool home. <laughs> Still somehow getting caught in your bike spokes. <laughs> tell you That's what, the only, reason, the only reason he's got a mansion is because it's large enough to slither under when you're a twenty foot tall fucking lizard. <laughs> Anyone from Florida, please find out exactly where Bieber's mansion is, and then figure out how to drive past because we're telling you right now, it's on stilts, and the underneath of it looks like a zoo. <laughs> Welcome to the Lizard Kingdom. <laughs> also, that 62-year-old bloke, he is not going to turn around and go, what did I hit when he hits the beebs? <laughs> Having a quick road nap in lizard form. Okay, so my next one. We're going to Italy. A country that Things is... Things are good there. They, they are better now than they were. <laughs> It's the only thing that I can say for really. The only way is up. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's better there than the states, <laughs> but that is that also is a very, very low, low bar. benchmark. Yeah. So, Italy, a nation that has historically been renowned for their ability to produce fast automobiles. Yes. How fast do you think their automobiles can go? Well, Lamborghinis are from there, so yeah. I, I mean, can't they go up to like four hundred k's an hour or something? How fast do you think a plane goes? I know a plane does go about like 400 to f- almost 600 or something like that, depending on yeah certain so, factors. So a plane can go like 800, 700, 800 k's an hour. At max speed? Uh, like cruising. Yeah, right, okay. A Ford Focus in <laughs> Italy <laughs> has, has been clocked by a speed camera <laughs> going... 703 <laughs> kilometres an hour <laughs> in a 70 zone. What? <laughs> this poor woman has <laughs> opened her mail to find a speeding fine in there. And she's like, well, I'll tell you what, I do drive a Focus. I'm pretty fucking zippy. <laughs> <laughs> Training for the rally. <laughs> my, my family do call me the Schumacher <laughs> of the Gasparinis. <laughs> so she's opened it and found that there is a, a fine in there for going <laughs> 703 k's an hour in a 70 zone. She's been fined only 863 euros <laughs> so for this. This, this is classic Europe. Classic Europe. And also, she has only lost 10 points on her license. Italians have 20. <laughs> so, so, just to make it really clear... A computer error has obviously spat this out. Yeah. But the same computer, we now know that in Italy, if you exceed the speed limit by 630 kilometers an hour, you still don't lose your license. <laughs> Which is mental. That's insane. In Australia, if you go 10Ks above the speed limit, they come and knock you out and take yeah. your car. <laughs> in, in Italy, if it looks like your car goes the same speed as a 747, they're like... <laughs> <laughs> also, how did that even track it? Like, how did, how physically was the camera able to pick up a car even if it was going set at the same speed as a plane? <laughs> it'd be like, it'd be a shot of a speck in the distance and then empty frame. <laughs> <laughs> like, how the fuck could you even clock it? It's, I just love that it's even a concept that a camera could be that far out and automatically just send something <laughs> out that doesn't flag anything in a system to say, cool, so... Look, I'm just a computer, but just thought that maybe a human might want to check this out. This car is a plane. There's a plane on the on the highway <laughs> on, this on, the, mi- on the Italian autobahn. <laughs> but, but also Autobano. 
<laughs> but also, not the Autobahn, because the speed limit on the Autobahn is about 200 k's an hour. 70 k's an hour, I think, is a school zone in Italy. <laughs> so it's, it's like going, great. So... Don't want to alarm anyone at HQ, but we've got an F-11 ripping through a school zone. <laughs> anyone else got a problem with this? Nah, send her a fine. <laughs> it's okay. In better news, the Arancini arrived warm. <laughs> also, a piece of Italian pastry was clocked at 420 kilometres an hour. Going down a back alley. <laughs> Oh, but just talking about Europe and how they have no idea of what consequence is or no idea of what a an effective deterrent is. Oh, they're way off. So my ex and I were in Bordeaux at one stage, and I think I've told you this before, but uh, it's a notoriously hard city to park in um, because it's very old uh, and, and it's, ve- it's got a lot of plazas and stuff like that. So that is big parking garages. Gee, it must be tough being so rich and white. Yeah, so here's the thing. Bordeaux, famous wine country in France, yeah. notoriously difficult to park your stretch limousine in. No, yeah, our Ford Focus. Anyway, <laughs> Well, it's hard to stop when you're going 700 k's an yeah. hour. <laughs> exactly. So we we basically left it in this uh, like in this line of, of parked cars, which were de- you couldn't park there, <laughs> as is the custom when parking. Yeah, but like you couldn't park there. People sure. had just decided to start parking there. I'm like, fuck it, we'll just get onto this car centipede. Yeah, and so we left it there. And I literally, after looking up the fines that were applicable in that part of France, I had a chat to live and was like. Okay, here's the deal. If we leave it in a parking garage all night, it will cost us like 80 euros. If we get fined, it's going to cost 29 euros. It's insane. What the fuck? And, and it's for some reason, <laughs> they have it backwards. And it's even cheaper in Paris. In Metro, it's 7 euros. It's so mental. Pe- so people literally in France, <laughs> in Paris, just leave their car. You, yeah. just, you just see the worst parking efforts because what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to come back and you're down a specialty coffee. Yeah. Like, that's that's not a punishment. That does not stop the most arrogant country in the world oh, totally. from doing something that they don't want to do. Exactly. I feel like if, if anyone was to say your car will be towed, like, that is something that we just throw around here and they know that, you you know, your car will be taken. I feel like it would never happen in Europe. It'll be like, <laughs> your car will be towed. It's like, yeah, when the fucker can be bothered. He's just there... <laughs> Fucking chain smoking and eating a fucking baguette. Absolutely. And he's just like, he'll move it eventually. (laughs) We need to do an insight into the one tow truck driver in France. (laughs) (laughs) He does one tow a week. He can be fucked. (laughs) Rest the time he spends propping up the local cafe. (laughs) Love that, mate. So how's this uh, out of Melbourne? Just the epicentre. Of yeah. everything that is wrong, so I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a there was a guy, there's a Melbourne man who who lived down in Werribee, so deep west. Yep, and uh, and he basically everything's been in lockdown over there, as you know, where you cannot you cannot leave certain suburbs and stuff. Dan Andrews has gone down there, uh, the premier and has gone, nah, no doing, just stay in your stay in your place, know your role, right? Yeah. And then everyone's like, gotcha. This guy says, fantastic, Dan, I got you. What I've also got, though, is a craving for my favourite butter chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So he drives 32 Ks out of the way to the Melbourne CBD. Cops pull him over. They're like, are you still living at this address in Werribee? And he's like, yes. And he's just like, 
what are you doing here? And he's like, butter chicken. <laughs> and they were like, are you serious? And he's like, I'm dead serious about butter chicken. And they're like, we're dead serious about this $1,652 fine. Go the fuck home. <laughs> See, his major error there <laughs> was that he didn't say that he was going to Attica <laughs> because Melbourne would not hand out a fine if you drove 32 k's to go to a three-star restaurant. <laughs> I know. Three had a restaurant. And this is the thing, right? Butter chicken is so universal. It's yeah. just absolute bottom-of-the-barrel white man curry. It's serious white bread. And it's like, there is no way that anyone makes a good butter chicken. You know why? Because no one makes a good <laughs> butter chicken. No one makes a good kebab. <laughs> Everything has the same fucking 6 out of 10 level. <laughs> I want to take this opportunity to distance myself from my co-presenter's comments because a good kebab can be found and butter chicken can definitely be a thing. A good kebab depends on your level of drunkenness. Correct. So, I mean, look, all I'm saying is that we don't, drink, we don't eat them sober. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> No one drives 32Ks out of their way for a kebab. No. It's, it, and the, the fines that are coming out for people, mostly in Melbourne, because the rest of us have figured out how not to have the virus. And to all of our wonderful listeners in Melbourne, we mean that. You guys are <laughs> fucking it up for the rest of us. <laughs> but it's always people that for some reason have got a hankering for something which is quite awful. So yeah. <laughs> the KFC one. The yeah, K- the, the KFC, KFC one, one yeah. of the bloke who <laughs> was decided to dine in at a KFC, and I should preface this by saying I cannot, for the life of me, remember whether this is Melbourne. It probably is actually yeah. southwestern New South Wales. <laughs> yeah. But he's sitting there. The cops get called by the restaurant because the restaurant goes, "Oh, mate, we don't. We're not actually doing dine in." And he goes, "I'm gonna fucking eat my chicken." And there's nothing that you're going to do about it. <laughs> so the restaurant goes, we're going to get fined. So we're going to proactively call the cops. The cops rock up and they say, hey, mate, you need to go home. You've bought your chicken. And he just looks at these two cops who've rocked up and goes, if you want me to leave, you'll need to fucking wait until I'm finished my meal. <laughs> my two-piece feed. <laughs> what the he, fuck? He bought a full bucket. <laughs> Of drumsticks. <laughs> and that's not going to be on the new advertising campaign. <laughs> <laughs> you can't eat in, sir. Bucket. <laughs> did someone say KFC? No. <laughs> no, no one we, said that. No, we're the proprietors of the restaurant and we did not say that. <laughs> we said, please leave, sir. Please leave <laughs> so without he, making a scene. <laughs> so he's sitting there. I assume, just for the, stake, the sakes of the story, that he's probably a 60 kilo man eating his own body weight <laughs> in chicken drumsticks. <laughs> and they've gone, mate, we're going to find you if you don't leave. And he continues to look them in the eye and go, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to sit here and eat the chicken that I've paid for with my hard-earned money. And they're like, we're going to give you a $1,700 fine. And he's like, fucking best money I've ever spent. So they find him. He sits there and the cops are like... <sighs> Well, we find him and they leave. <laughs> so, Holt, mate, is the only person in the whole pandemic to date that has been fined and not moved on because wow. they use the fine as a deterrent. Yeah. And this bloke, I don't know whether it's a bucket list thing, no pun intended, <laughs> but if it is, that should be the new KFC thing. Oh, Chicken's mate. so good, you'll pay 1800 bucks for <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Got a terminal illness? 
we got something that'll fix it. No, not the illness. You're hankering for an entire bucket of chicken and an eighteen hundred dollar fine. Oh, mate, but I, I just don't understand how, yeah, people would go over and above for such ordinary everyday items. No, the Newcastle kebab one as well, I think we've mentioned on the show, the, yeah. uh, the bloke sitting on the park bench <laughs> that got fined again because he was like... The most disturbing part of that was that it was daytime <laughs> and he was eating a kebab. What that, the that fuck is, are you doing? When you realise that it's in Newcastle, which is the home of fights and ports... <laughs> You realise they they brought in a lockdown on pubs before there was violence. Yeah, they, they definitely wasn't violence in pubs, like as a concept. <laughs> yeah, completely. In they, a time before violence, <laughs> they locked down all the pubs. Well, in a time before alcohol fuel violence, because they don't call it alcohol fuel violence in, in Newcastle, they just call it violence because they call everybody's it Tuesday, everybody's pissed twenty four seven. Why? Oh my god, how good. What have you got? Uh, that is it for me. All right. It, 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 it was a KFC, your one. Have you got three? No. Oh, was that two and two? It's been a long week. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I do have a bonus one. I have a bonus one that was I, up the I, sleeve. I could go further. You want me to go further? <laughs> oh, we can. Yeah. I'm, I'm red hot. I'm <laughs> basting in my own juices like a KFC chook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating like the police after asking a man to move on and him calling our bluff. <laughs> okay, so here <laughs> I am sweating like the beebs when it gets a little bit hot. <laughs> that hot rock, a little bit too hot. Under the house I go. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> so my third one is a, a good flow-on from our continually rehashed and uh, reintroduced concept, which is that the kids aren't all right. They're not no, fine. No. In fact, we've uh, recently started a, a new episode and spin-off called The Kids Aren't All Right, where we do delve into talking to young people and asking them why their generation's fucked. <laughs> but we'll get back to that in a sec. So the headline is, teenagers are dressing up as mask-wearing grandmas to try to score alcohol. <laughs> so <laughs> what is happening is that in one of the few situations where Gen Z have decided to come to the party with something useful instead of <laughs> ketamine and the taste of ass, <laughs> they have realised that it's a great time to be underage. To anybody who is under the age of 18 in most of uh, Western civilization yep. and the world or under 21 in the United States here is a great idea for you because everyone has to wear a mask now you can roll out any ID that you want because yep. they can't see your fucking face yep. <laughs> so all of these 16 year olds are dressing up as nanas <laughs> And grandpas <laughs> drawing grey lines <laughs> on their faces and wearing wigs, chucking a mask on, grabbing one of, <laughs> I assume buying one of the strange clothes baskets on wheels that yeah. old people use to shop. <laughs> <laughs> and then rolling into their local BWS and saying, give me a slab of lemon ruskies yeah. <laughs> or whatever the kids are drinking <laughs> these Nana days. wants to party. <laughs> it's, but they're also in true Gen just Z like, fashion. Just like they made them back in 1942. <laughs> <laughs> the lemon ruskies I remember from my youth. Mmm, <laughs> Woodstock ten and a halves, <laughs> just like my grandpappy made them. 
<laughs> Only we used to use this to strip paint yeah. off walls. <laughs> and they still do. Uh, so, they've been putting these things on TikTok, <laughs> which is great because we still don't get it and we have asked young people. Yeah. It seems like... TikTok is one of those platforms that only people who are under the age of 12 get. Yeah. Which means that 11-year-olds are rolling into bottle shops and <laughs> scoring <laughs> themselves I, I, some I was, sweet, sweet booze. I was worried when I first heard about TikTok. I'm like, what is this new STI? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So they're doing all of these, but then just basically posting in the comments underneath, use your fakes as much as possible. BC, if you wear a mask, they can't see your whole face, lol. It's like, <laughs> I, I, get, I get it, guys. You're pretty pumped. But also, do you know how fucking quickly <laughs> this will turn around now that you've made it public? Because authorities, again, it's like drugs and detection for drugs in sport. Yeah. The detection is always after the fact, but the punishments are severe. Oh, yeah. So authorities are starting to bring in very quickly in the States a mandatory remove your mask when buying alcohol. So Gen Z, once again, we're just saying... When you find a loophole like we all found years ago with the self-service checkouts at Woolies where everything is brown onions and then all of a sudden Woolies is like, shit, we're selling metric shit tons of brown onions and then all of a sudden they realise, why do we not have any saffron? So (laughs) it is definitely that. However... Don't tell anyone. Yeah. Don't fucking tell anyone. I tell you what, it, it really does seem like it's a recipe for success with the kids because if there's a thing that they love more than ketamine, well, as, as much as, as much ketamine as. and arse eating, it is YouTube makeup tutorials. <laughs> I saw a 13-year-old boy become Kim Kardashian West that over is. the scope of eight minutes. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> that is talented by him and a terrifying <laughs> indictment on her plastic surgeries for her. <laughs> Speaking of masks, Garuda Indonesia. <laughs> still an airline? Uh, yeah, it's still an airline. How? Still, still active. They, I was just like, they had one of the worst safety records on the planet for ex- many decades running. Obviously very famous from the Beach Boys song Kokomo. Yes. Garuda Jamaica. <laughs> Once again, pretty sure it's not the airline. (laughs) And it's definitely not that. Basically, all of the flight staff have to wear masks and and take the usual precautions, wearing uh, PPE and so on and so forth. Yep. Steel cap boots. And then they started getting complaints from ticket buying customers being like, we don't want the airline staff to wear masks anymore. And they're like... What? Care? And they're like, yeah, because we can't see them smiling. We can't <laughs> see the flight attendants smiling. We can't <laughs> see if they're frowning. We don't know what's going on. Lose the masks. <laughs> lose and the, the masks C- and the or CEO, lose my business. And the CEO goes, well, let me just allay everyone's fears because, yeah, we'll take the masks off. <laughs> oh, they no. fully gave in. And I was just like... It goes back to that horrible thing of like, if you have ever, as a man, any man who's listening, told a woman to smile, get in the fucking bin. (laughs) 100%. Like, you suck. Because that's what it reeked of as soon as as I read this. I'm like, yeah, great. Flight attendants, mostly women. And it's just like, yep, I just want a pretty lady to smile at me because I'm a man and I feel like this is what I deserve. (laughs) 
I was really hoping that that was going to culminate in all of the hosties wearing a smeared, painted Joker smile (laughs) on on the front of their mask. (laughs) You want us to smile? Here's a terrifying painted smile forever. Just have like a male meth head smile. (laughs) Just printed onto the mask. (laughs) Which I would love, but yeah, absolutely. Get the bin. If you tell anyone to smile, really, it's like... Go fuck yourself. Completely. And also, if if you are that concerned about getting a little bit of a grin from somebody on a plane as opposed to protecting the health of the entire industry, again, you are the blurst. Yeah. Get in the bin. <laughs> it sucks. But that's it for Trainwreck Trophy. We really, we're just, we're just riffing now. Oh, absolutely. This mezcal is going down a tree. Oh, isn't it just? It's a fire in my chest. That's supposed to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Best rubber money can buy. Oh, how good. <laughs> Which means we'll move on to my segment that I love. Which is, of course, I So Horny. Play the sting. No sting. So, <laughs> never gets not funny. <laughs> uh, right, so... As you know, I'm bringing to you all the weirdest bios that I'm seeing Mm. on these dating apps. And you, having never been on a dating app, will just laugh at how crude they are. (laughs) I have found something about dating in the times of corona as well. Go on. All right, here we go. This first one. I already look after 15 houseplants, so you bet I can take care of another useless fuck. That's actually very good. Is that? Did you come across that, or has that been sent in? No, no, no. I've I, all of today's have been ones that. Uh, that These I've are all found. organic. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> organic. Yeah. Free range. <laughs> How's this other one? You want to talk about the kids? Size doesn't matter to me because these days it's all about how you eat ass. There we go. It's just put it out there, gentlemen. That's <laughs> the key. To, the key there. to success through the through the keyhole. <laughs> I hate that. that. That's just, again, it will never, ever stop being one of those concepts and acts that I go, what's the gateway, guys? Like, yeah. well, uh, No, I understand the gateway. It's the sphincter. <laughs> what What happened to start this? Like, yeah. where Did you guys all get together and go, cool, I've been thinking about this. Should we all just remove the taboo aspect and just do it? Because that'd be super cool. I'd be cool with that. Yeah. I don't know whether people just treated it like a BWS, like the first person to eat ass and was just like, well, I'm already here for my shopping. <laughs> so <laughs> may as well just dart in <laughs> it's definitely to the, the fart box and just <laughs> give it a bit of a tongue punch. <laughs> it's, it's definitely the Macca's special menu thing. <laughs> it's like secret <laughs> menu. No, no one knew about it. Uh, then someone discovers it, posts a fucking TikTok up about it, and then all of a sudden everybody's dressed as a grandma. Yeah. <laughs> buying alcohol and punching ass. <laughs> Alright, as is. If you don't have a th- if you don't have a thick dick, swipe left. Strictly here to give hand whammies. <laughs> <laughs> hand whammies is my fucking favorite thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I just love ridiculous euphemisms and analogies for things. <laughs> My hand whammies is up there now as, as a euphemism for hand jobs. For it, it, hand whammies is up there with old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> you ever heard that? It's like, yeah, she gave me an old fashioned. <laughs> an old fashioned. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yeah, it, it also just elicits a really vivid image of someone wanking off a full baseball bat. <laughs> Just, just the girth want, of it. I, I watch porn. <laughs> Whammy. There's chicks going to town on this dude's Pringle can. Ugh. How's this? Whoever said one person can't change the world clearly never tried eating a bat in Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. <laughs> I'm just a stereotypical Norwegian girl climbing up mountains and going down on guys. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the patriotism. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and this one's great. And this one just made me laugh. Currently in the phase of isolation where I yell out tune at every song on a playlist I've made by <laughs> myself for myself. <laughs> I can't believe you just read out your own Tinder bio. <laughs> oh, oh fuck. So sweet. that's that's the the online dating aspect of things, but there's also a site <laughs> where <laughs> that we love have letters, <laughs> carrier pigeons. <laughs> That's where I thought it was going. There's a side that we have not discussed, and that is that there is an entire industry that has been very kneecapped by the entire pandemic, and that is. The sex working industry. Yes, yeah. The live, the live industry. Uh, they have tried to come up with inventive ways to open back up the oldest industry in the world. Um, and in Bolivia, they have come up with a way that the government has said, okay, that's fine. Brothels can reopen. I am going to show you what sex workers in Bolivia need to wear now. <laughs> Please describe to the listeners oh, what you're seeing. Good God. So I am looking at someone who looks like they're wearing one of those clear raincoat ponchos you get at football games. Correct. Five bucks. Uh, followed by, of course, the regulation hospital mask that everyone's gotten used to. Uh, and over the top of that, what looks like a welder's mask, a shield for the eyes, <laughs> and a shower cap. <laughs> The person, and it's taken in horrible lighting, it literally looks like a scene from Taken. <laughs> it certainly does. I think you were very kind. What it actually looks like is the raincoat from American Psycho, <laughs> a helmet from one of the TIE fighters in Star Wars, <laughs> a hospital mask, and then a series of dishwashing gloves. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this is the way that they have been told that they can see clients. They need to dress in face shields, hazmat suits, and <laughs> see-through raincoats. <laughs> it's see-through raincoats is what has been <laughs> administered oh, by the government. Wow. So it's it's literally like the six dollar man. They've uh, they've cobbled together this uh, this thing, the government, to go. Okay, no worries, you you can open back up. But also, it does it does sort of raise the question: if you're already going to a brothel. Which is not a situation that you or I are familiar with, but in Bolivia, I imagine, speaking of Taken, there's probably a ton of takers <laughs> for the b- Bolivian brothel scene. Yeah. Are you just so pent up after five months of isolation that you look at a hazmat suit and go, 
I'll take that. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> or is this so far removed from anything that anyone would ever find sexy that people are just like, you know what? I'll just I'll stay I'll with what, I'll stay with Pornhub Premium for another couple of months. Those germaphobes germifo- are walking in, being like, "This is the best. That's my fetish." <laughs> and- <laughs> But the other thing as well, it's like, I don't think isolation would change me. If I did walk into a brothel and walked in and saw a girl dressed like a, a an, extra, a low- an extra from the cantina scene of Star Wars. <laughs> it's exactly that. <laughs> I'd be, I, I would legit get a direction. Stick and balls straight up into my body cavity. But I've also realised that now the entire brothel scene in Bolivia is actually the exact brothel scene out of the movie Total Recall. (laughs) (laughs) If you watch that, it's like Total Recall could see the future. Yeah. Everybody's in a weird see-through raincoat (laughs) with three boobs. (laughs) Oh, man. That is so... uh, That would be so off-putting. Like, how could anyone walk into that scenario and be like... Mmm, fantastic. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you who could. Exactly the same realm of people that we know hire two men to break into their house with a machete. <laughs> <laughs> Wank off a broom handle. <laughs> a janitor. <laughs> make, make a coffee, sweep the joint and fuck off. In fact, in comparison to the town of Griffith, Bolivia is clean AF. <laughs> Yeah, they're, yeah, they're vanilla. Because, yeah, because all the all the sex workers are walking out looking like a a kid who's got help from his parents to create a suit of armor made out of household materials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the next thing we know, the entire government of Turkmenistan are going to be telling all of their citizens, okay. Full see-through raincoats. <laughs> Chug them on. It's for dust. <laughs> also, put this horse mask on. <laughs> oh, and I think that's where <laughs> we're probably going to tie it off. <laughs> it certainly is. That oh. is where we are going to leave it for this episode. But why don't you tell the people how they can get in touch with us? Absolutely, guys. Uh, get in touch with us via Instagram. We are Gus and Rig at G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G. Or get onto us in every kind of way. Shit show, all one word, on Facebook. Or send us an email if you've got something meatier. Shitshow.au at gmail.com. And just for the beautiful top and tail... Get onto our Patreon if you would like to support us. We are very, very thankful to all of you who have already done that. Please hit us up on patreon.com slash Gus and Rig. We're putting up a whole bunch of exclusive content week by week, merch and all the other good stuff that Gus alluded to at the top of the show. So jump on, check it out. And if it's for you, um, please support us. Absolutely, guys. Well, I need to go and start my crowdfunding campaign to raise the money for my KFC feast that I'm having tonight. (laughs) And I better get on the road for that long drive down to Melbourne for that sweet, sweet butter chicken. (laughs) See you, guys. (laughs) Cheers.